0: Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. I can cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But well, it's a free for all and a heart of You can bet.
1: Hello weekend! Rufus, how are you?
2: I'm cold, Zigzag. I'm oh so cold. Cold and snowy. So
1: cold. Snowmageddon, huh? Is that what they're calling it down there? Snowmageddon? We had Snowmageddon snow. here last year.
2: Snowmageddon? Snowmageddon? Oh. Pockled up s- s- Snow doomsday? I don't know. but Man, we had two and a half inches of snow. We're drowning. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> Seriously. Did they cancel school? They did. Really? Is it like Austin there? Like when you get like an inch of snow, there's like 5,000 car wrecks?
2: Uh, I don't know about that because I'm too afraid to leave the house. But yesterday when I, I picked the kid up, there was a, there was just a rumor of snow. And they said, look, oh. we're starting school late, t- 10 a.m. And then this morning, we did to call it like 5 in the morning. School's been canceled. It's snowing. It's snowing right now. Don't come to school. Don't come to school. It's not safe. So they canceled school all day, and we've just been chilling out here playing in
1: the snow. So, wait a minute. The idea is there was a rumor of snow, so they decided to start school later, just in case, like, if it did start snowing, it would be more dangerous to drive, because you'd have a couple hours worth of snow on the ground?
2: Well, it was supposed to snow, like, overnight, so, you know, maybe by 10 it would be thawed out enough to drive, but oh, no, no, the the snow kept coming.
1: Well, it's not snowing here, but I'll tell you what, it is negative three degrees. Jesus Christ. So... That's cold, brother. That's like hurt your your nut hairs cold. Like you can feel your nut hairs freezing. Now, it's
2: like maybe 18 degrees was as high as it got today, and that was bloody fucking cold for me. And my, my nut hairs froze. I can't. How does it feel when it's like negative three? I, I can't even comprehend that.
1: Let me, I'll tell you what, dude. The difference between negative three and probably 18 is negligible unless the wind is blowing. When the fucking wind is blowing, negative uh, three with like a five-hour wind seems like negative like 5,000. Jesus Christ.
2: So uh, I have to imagine that no matter how bundled up you are, like your face, if your face is exposed, you just get that instant burning stinging on your nose and cheeks.
1: Let's put it this way, dude. I've had this cold since like last week. I'm finally getting over it. And that's why I want to apologize to the listeners again for being so lame at last week's show. But uh, my nose is like a piece of raw fucking hamburger meat right now. Oh, it probably look like uh, WC Fields. I went into this store where they sell liquor and they just pushed a bottle of gin at me. And I well don't even drink gin.
2: <laughs> that here, this one's on the house. You need it.
1: Yeah, they're like, your nose is so big and red, you obviously are a gin drinker. And I said, vodka, please. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't, It work, there's like paper towels closer to my desk than there is toilet paper, right? Because I'm, I'm too cheap to buy Kleenex. I'm not going to buy Kleenex. You know, no, Kleenex to me, I don't, doesn't make any sense. When you could get a roll of toilet paper and just like stuff the dirty Kleenex into the inside of the the toilet paper roll, you know what I'm saying? Which is it's like, a, it's an awesome idea. But, uh, so I've been blowing my nose with paper towels and like not really thinking that much about it until about three days in when I blew my nose with a paper towel and it felt like I was rubbing fire on my nose.
2: Oh my God. Is so like, in, like inside and outside, like you could just rub it raw all together.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. You know what? You, you ever have a, a cold, right? And I took like a DayQuil. And it dried my nose up so much that I was, like, miserable because my nose was so dry. Have you ever had that? Like, where it hurt because it was dry. I'm like, wait a minute. How could I be snotting a gallon a minute uh, an hour ago, and now it's just so fucking dry that it's painful?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's either you can't breathe at all, or you feel like every time you inhale, you're, like, snorting glass.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and when you snort cocaine, it feels even worse. But I mean, you just can't quit to... that stuff. So it's shock.
2: That's true. I, I like to cut my cocaine with Benadryl.
1: You know what? If you see this new uh, this new game show that's like Plinko, but it's a game show? No. No, it's the most retarded idea for a game show ever. And I can't remember the name of it, but I watched it twice. And, like, supposedly you can win a ton of money. And the mm-hmm. first time I saw it, the people were up, like, $1.2 million. But the randomness of the game, are you familiar with the game Plinko?
2: You just have, like, a disc, and you drop it down, right. and then there's, like, pegs, and it just goes wherever the fucking it wants to go, right?
1: Exactly. But this one, it's a, it's a little more advanced because they use um, glowing rubber balls. So <laughs> oh, I don't want to say that this- they... Plinko's idea, but they did. But they're using rubber <laughs> balls with it, and this these people were up like 1.3 million dollars or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And they drop. Okay, so there's ways you win money is like by dropping the balls like Plinko, and it goes in a certain thing, you win money, right? But if you drop sure. a red ball and it goes in a certain thing, you lose a certain amount. So this Uh-oh. is fucking unbelievable, dude. The, these people have like 1.325 million dollars. Right in their whole thing, and they only have to drop these three red balls, okay? And these balls God. literally, the one million dollar slot, I, this has to be fixed. The one million dollar slot, the three hundred thousand dollar slot, and the fifty thousand dollar slot. So these people like lose everything they got in like seventeen grand, and they the the key to this game show is like if you use lose, you have to fucking write them a check. You have to pay what? the show. Yeah. Whoa. How's it for a twist on a fucking show?
2: Dude, you can like personally go into debt if you lose yes. the
1: show. Well you have to come with a letter like saying that you're worth like so much money and then if you lose it you have to pay them.
2: That is fucking insane. But I have to say
1: I'm <laughs> no, that would be that come would come be that my version of the show. In this I'll show you I'll don't be. lose anything except your self respect for being on such a stupid ass show it should be enough of a curse.
2: You'd have to think that there's like a level of audience peer pressure that even though you're up 1.3 million, you're just like, I got to do it for the cameras and the crowd and the cheering.
1: Oh now, yeah. I
2: wouldn't. I'm not that fucking stupid. You don't
1: have a choice. You don't you really don't. have a choice. No, you can't walk away. What you can do in this deal, is, like they'll make you an offer. This is like every bad shame game show ever made put together. So they make you an offer at the end where one person there's it's a husband and wife team. Well, this particular one mm-hmm. was, and one person's like behind the scenes, and one person's out there like calling all the stuff, right? Like what? How many balls to drop? If if they're right or got the right or wrong answer. Sure. But they give you a contract for like 50 grand and they're like, okay, either you can take what your husband won out on the stage or you can just sign this contract and you're guaranteed 50 grand. And she should have taken the contract because he had to say, honey, we have nothing except we owe $17,000.
2: So it was the wife who made the bad decision.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like to blame her. I mean, really, she should have known that 50 grand is better than nothing. Like, when are, are they going to learn?
2: It's not common sense, but it's you know it should be.
1: Do you think that's why women make less money than men?
2: Because they opt to make zero money, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you know, I'll tell you why women. I, I'll tell you why women make less money than men because they don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> I mean, think about it. When's the last time you went out and like the chick picked it up, picked up the tab?
2: Uh. Well, I can't remember the last time I went out with a chick at all, except for my wife. I don't really count her as a chick. And she has no job, so I always pick up the tab. It's full.
1: Then she just became an old hand. Do what? I said then she just became an old hand.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But if I, re- no, if but- I think back to like my dating days, which were pretty thin, because I didn't really have much truck with that. I did always pay for every goddamn thing.
1: Right. I mean, and for the chicks that are saying, you know what, I pay for everything, I, I'm just going to say you need to date an uglier dude, because an ugly guy would fucking pay out the ass to be with pretty much any chick.
2: This is true, especially an ugly rich
1: guy. Right, or old rich guy, I guess. Like Almost Sumner old, Redstone. Are you familiar with him?
2: No, I was going to ask you, who is Sumner Redstone?
1: guy basically one of the richest guys in the world and he's just an old fucking creep dude he's just like a really he's 93 he runs Viacom you're familiar with Viacom right yeah. they pretty much own entertainment and uh he will he won't step down from the board and like his kids are trying to overthrow him from the board because he's so nuts but he like hires these young nurses and will ask them like Uh, you know, cut my toenails for me, would you? And then ask them like something really weird, like jack me off or rub my dick or rub your tits on my face or smell my fart, like really fucking strange shit. That's
2: really that's mind-boggling because, man, I hate to take this in a weird, deep direction because we try to be funny, but this is uh, philosophically astounding to me. I I would say the older I get kind of the less I like, care about that shit not that I don't really 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 care about it but I also think like well I'm going to die maybe I should do something useful with my life and contemplate like life after death if it exists and poetry and meaning I can't see myself as 93 being like cut my fucking toenails and give me a blowjob
1: you can't because I certainly can I can see myself saying to some nurse <laughs> cut my toenails give me a blowjob that's why I thought wow Maybe I'm already experiencing Alzheimer's because I would easily be like, yeah, I should my toenails. How about a blowjob?
3: <laughs> and well, again, it's fine.
1: because Nine times out of ten, I'm thinking about getting a blowjob. I mean, you can easily ask me that's any true. time of the day, say, what are you thinking about? I could be like getting a blowjob.
2: But you're a young man. So if you're not 93. You're not on the verge of, well, okay, maybe. Let me rethink this because if I was on the verge of death, I guess maybe. Yeah, okay. I, I might want to experience the pleasures of, of the body before I, I hey, pass
1: I'm on. Hats off to Sumner Redstone if he can still get a boner. I want That's to eat true. what he's, well,
3: he's
1: Here's uh, a Here's some observation for you. I was in the store the other day looking at the soups, right? Because, of course, I'm sick. So I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at the the types of soups, and one of them says, well, like a couple of them actually say home style, like home style chicken noodle soup. And I thought to myself, who would be like, give me the institutional version? I'd rather have the institutional can (laughs) of chicken
2: soup. I don't get it. It's like the the state-funded orphanage can.
1: Well, I, I mean, I would like to think that any time they're trying to sell something to you to eat, it's, like, supposed to be as good as if you made it at home. You know what I mean? Not of lesser quality because, like, yeah, you know what? I spent so much time in prison, dude. I really miss the prison soup. Can't they just, <laughs> why can't they just... Then I realized after I bought the home-style soup that it was just a marketing scheme because I opened the can and poured it out, and it was the same old institutional-style dribble, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I I was by- notice. have noticed those terms are a lot. Like I don't know why they, they stick out to me. Like, do you go to Wendy's and you get the natural-cut fries? I'm like, what the fuck? What, what's a natural-cut fries? Was it cut by a human being with a knife they made out of flint? I mean... It's it's fucking <laughs> right, cut, you know. It's hate, it, anything just natural and organic. I kind of feel like I'm being sold. I'm not being like convinced. I'm being extra sold. Dollar.
1: No, I mean the the deal with the Winnie's natural cut fry is, right? They leave the fucking skin on.
3: Well, yeah. Right?
1: Okay. Now it should be like ten cents cheaper already. They didn't have to pay to get the fucking thing peeled or probably properly washed.
2: That's right, and it's no less natural cut. It, it, it's right. it has nothing cut. to do with the cut. It's less natural cut because when they they take the skin off, they're doing two cuts. With the natural cut, they're only doing one
1: cut. It's a, a scam. Yeah, exactly. cut. It's a lesser fucking cut. That would be like buying a hamburger and still having the fur on it. <laughs> yes, or the buckshot. Can I get the natural burger, please? The one that comes with the tag in the ear? <laughs> you know what, Rufus? I, let's, can we get serious for a minute during the show? I've got a question yeah, that you might know the answer to. So, right now, right, we're we're experiencing winter, correct? Right. We
3: are so, on here. the
1: other side, it's warm, right, and sunny and nice, but... Do they call winter do they call it winter right now? And it's just their idea of winter is like it's sunny and warm or are they calling it summer over there?
2: Uh man, that's a really good question. I, I don't know the answer to it because yeah, like in Australia, it, it would be summer. I know that Christmas in Australia is during temperature wise the summer, climate wise. Right. I don't know if they call it winter. That's a goddamn good is, question, I,
1: man. Are the is the season like a? a I guess it's just a t- part of the Earth thing, or is it like a complete Earth word? Like over there, they're like, "Yeah, fuck it. Sure, was hell was hot this winter." Uh,
2: I would think it's. I would think it's probably. It's probably tied to whatever region you're in, so it's not summer for you. If you're in Australia, I mean, it's not winter for you if you're in Australia, but I don't know. I mean, it, uh, I don't know, man,
1: you have boggled my mind. Uh, winter is probably some kind of German term for freezing your nutsack off. So you're probably right. They probably don't call it winter right now unless they're freezing their nutsacks off. Right. Winter. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look it up. I meant to look it up, but I just remembered that I was going to ask you that on the show because I thought maybe someone like you would know.
2: I'm looking, I look it up right now. Here's, here's the answer. Here's the answer.
1: All right,
3: let's Uh, hear it.
2: It's exactly what we thought. It's, it's region based. So summer in Australia is December to February. That's summer. Winter is June to August. How crazy.
1: So do not say this is not an educational show. Because obviously it's an educational show as well. It's entertainment. I call it learn-ertainment. Learning-tainment.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is odd, though. I mean, you would think that it would still be called the same thing, but it would just be hot. Like, yeah, winter here is hot for us. Not, No, winter is totally different fucking months. This should really be right,
1: standardized. I mean, it's still December there. Yeah, but it's summer. God, so having it like being summer and saying December. I mean, it is December there, right? I mean, I'm right about that. I'm not that stoned. No,
2: no, it's it's actually it's January there. Zigzag.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. I am that stoned. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. That tells you how much fun I had on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve was just like another fucking day for me. So, Except were you the liquor open.
2: You were sick during New Year's Eve too,
1: huh? I was, unfortunately. But you know what? It didn't make a difference. I knew going to new, into New Year's Eve I wasn't gonna do anything. I love when people are like, yeah. I fucking party New Year's Eve, man. I'm like, did you party or did you just get drunk and make a jackass at yourself at someone's house? Because there's a big difference between like partying and yes. just like drunk and acting like a jerk. Am I wrong about that?
2: No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I didn't party. You know, I didn't party or make an ass of myself at somebody else's house or even my own house. Can you
1: think of time that you, like, really partied? I mean, I want to hear, like, party, dude, like fucking Vegas style. You fucking were partying. You're fucking getting crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've ever really partied.
2: Dude, <laughs> I played a, a headlining gig at New Year's Eve on 6th Street in Austin. And I didn't even party. I mean, I got – it was like a normal gig. It was like a normal night, you know. It got drunk and had a good time, but it wasn't like any sort of crazy, madcap, weird, you know, cinematic, fun time thing. No, I, I, there's, I have no landmark uh, New Year's Eve or Fourth of July or whatever. There's, the holidays have, have, have not, you know, set a flag on my, my life map at all.
1: You've never snorted cocaine off someone's penis while tripping on ecstasy at Coachella uh, while the moon was in its third trimester of, like, a blood moon or something?
2: Not, not I find that, that, that hard I can to
1: recall.
2: believe. I, not that I can recall, which means it may have happened.
1: That's true. Maybe you just don't remember it. But you would have drinkers or druggers remorse If you remembered it, you know, like where you wake up the next day. I mean, I've had drinkers remorse where I woke up the next day and was like, what the fuck happened? Or, you know, I don't remember going to bed or whatever, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't quote unquote partying. I think I was just probably drank into an idiot blackout where I probably sat on the couch, drunk out of my mind and didn't say anything. And no one even knew how drunk I was. I just didn't remember it.
2: The only drinker's remorse I wake up with is, is waking up sober because I didn't drink enough.
1: That and that's yeah, that's always painful. That is that is definitely drinker's remorse. Yeah. That and not knowing how much money you spent. Now have you ever got I mean, I've I've been out when I was a younger man, gone out to like sixth street or whatever and tied one on and probably bought too many chicks, too many drinks. And, uh, just came home and like the next day opened my wallet and was like, oh no, that's not good. That's not good at all. When you have like $4 left or probably not even.
2: Yeah. Uh, I can remember doing that, but I can also just remember that being like a fact of life, dude. Remember when you were just broke all the fucking time? I mean, yeah, that's why I I, I, started. Have you ever written a check? When you were young, you just wrote a check knowing there was nothing to back it up, and you're like, "I hope something happens by the time they cash this fucking check."
1: They call that kiting. Did you know there's a name for that? That's called kiting a check. Is
2: it? Really? And I've
1: done that oh, a little But you can't do it anymore. You can't kite checks anymore because everybody runs a check like one second after they get their fucking hands on it.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And yet, for some reason, it still takes five days to transfer money from PayPal to a bank account.
1: <laughs> right. Or if you deposit some money, it takes like five days for it to appear in your account. then that's because the bank is out spending your fucking money for those five days trying to turn it into something. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're just not supposed to get your fucking hands on it. I watched this documentary on banking. I can't even remember. It was not that zeitgeist. So it was something a little more recent. And it was... I I was disgusted at the fucking... What the banks really are. Because Uh, in reality, the banks nowadays, after deregulation from the banks, they serve no purpose. They serve absolutely no purpose. Like 80% of what a bank used to be was to loan you money, right? And store your... A safe place to store your money. Well, that's like the lowest thing on the fucking totem pole for a bank now. Now they're like taking your money and... Speculating on fucking Wall Street and buying governments and shit like that it's fucking it's fucking and these what's weird is this Oliver Stone thing that I watched and it, this wasn't part of the Oliver Stone thing. These things aren't like outrageous theories they're all proven facts proven by history but it oh, yeah. it's yeah. like a preposterous fucking story you know what i mean and and that's why it's so easily like the Republicans say that's all fucking uh you know that's just propaganda. But it's not. It's fucking reality.
2: Yeah. and Yeah. I don't know. We all live in a fucking haze of bullshit. I mean, you sent me that text earlier with a screenshot that had, like, fucking this yeah. bullshit about Kim Kardashian and the headline. And then underneath that was shooting at airport and then some terrorist but, thing and then some other really important bullshit.
1: And it was the hack the, the Russian hacking of our whole fucking uh internet, so the Republicans would win, and that, that's exactly what happened and but and Donald doesn't I, believe
2: right, but even that even that even that politics bullshit aside I mean the people are just stupid i mean if you know press the compliment yeah. excluded, of course, by which I include our listeners.
1: I'll let off a few listeners. There are a few of you are out there, good eggs.
2: Uh, A few. Yeah. Uh, You got some stuff to learn before we can consider you fans. I
1: want you to go back to episode number one and start listening to it because (laughs) it means you have 208 to go until you get up to speed.
2: our, Our first really political argument, which was Taco Bell versus Taco Cabana.
1: That's right. We really got into the meaty stuff back then.
2: Well, and by immediately
1: right. like, the the, and
2: the grade triple C but edible meat.
1: Nothing wrong with that. That I that it. was probably constitutes home style, as far as I know.
2: I, I would say that if if home style had to be uh, applied to one of those places, Taco Cabana would be home style. Taco uh Taco Bell would be the institutionalized like slop you feed to orphans.
1: You know, and I love Taco Bell, dude. I could eat Taco Bell probably three times a week and sometimes do. do.
2: I do, too. I do. I do. I I love it. I like Taco Bell better, but for different reasons, man. But if I'm going into, like, if we go into town, by which I mean the big city, all together we always stop at, like, a sit-down restaurant to eat. But if I'm going in by myself, I always hit Taco Bell. I think you can eat it with one hand while you're driving. It's a juicy. You know steak. what? It, it's I thought, good. I mean I, I
1: don't dislike it. it. It's funny you say you could eat it with because eating a taco, and I've done it recently. I actually this week I've eaten a taco while driving and I thought to myself, this should fucking be illegal. If the cop it sees should. you eating a fucking oh, yeah. taco while driving, he should pull you over because it certainly is not safe. Because the wrapper's like half in front of your eyes. Right, and you're trying not to get it all over your shirt, but you just you just got to get in there. You know why? Because a taco does not travel from point A to point B. Right? <laughs> you can't. You wait ten minutes on a fucking taco, you're gonna wish you ordered a fucking burrito. Because a taco yeah. is only good about uh, two and a half minutes.
2: Okay, I, I tell you what magnifies th- that is. Uh, have you ever had a MexaMelt? Have you ever tried to eat a Mexi-Melt while you're driving from Taco Bell? Because you have the same issues. You're dealing with the wrapper in your fucking face and trying to get it undone. But the Mexi-Melt is like melted and hot. So the <laughs> wrapper sticks hey. to the whole fucking thing because of the cheese. And you're trying to drive with one hand. You're trying to like open it, rip down the, the wrapper with your teeth with the other hand. And sometimes you have to like hold it in your chin and pull. Is eating
1: a MexiMelt while driving is a fucking nightmare. Can make eat- eating a MexiMelt safer while you're driving is trying to take a selfie of yourself while you're doing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You may as well just go ahead and, and aim your truck at uh, a, a fucking telephone
1: pole. At that point. I mean, I
2: just
1: uh, <laughs> you know, I had the I had the bright idea. This actually happened last week. Uh, I went and got a pizza, right? And the pizza so, it smelled so fucking good in the car, and it was on the seat next to me, I had to have a piece. So I open the pizza box, I grab this piece of pizza, right, and I take a bite of it. And, of course, it's like fucking molten lava. And the cheese, like, stretches apart, gets all over my chin. It's like burning my chin and neck <laughs> and the a little console of my fucking car. And I'm like, you just couldn't wait five fucking minutes to eat your pizza, you animal. I never felt like such a filthy animal in my life.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it's a good time to segue into something interesting and topical in current events.
3: All right, let's do it.
2: Speaking of distracted driving, what do you think about self-driving cars, like them becoming a thing to the point where, let's say, it's illegal to actually pilot a car yourself. You can't get into a car and just control it and drive. <laughs> you can only sit in a vehicle controlled by a robot and drive around. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, I hope it, I, the, the only thing I have, is I don't think I could keep ever relax in a self-driving car. I mean, are they going to sedate you when you get in? Are they going to pump like laughing gas or something in the car? Because, Oh, I, this is how I would prefer it. If I could drive my own car, but everybody else in the world was in a self-driving car because everyone else is an idiot. <laughs>
2: this is true. I agree
1: with you. That how to drive.
2: I like the idea of self-driving cars because then I can't, well, not that I ever fucking go anywhere, but I try to imagine myself as like a normal person with a job and a commute. I think I would kind of like to be able to just, like, spend that 45-minute commute reading or playing a video game or surfing the net or doing whatever instead of focusing on traffic. But at the same time, I mean, driving is kind of cool and fun sometimes. I like being in in control. I don't like the idea of it being outlawed, but it's probably going to be outlawed. And then, you know, what happens to, like, uh, you know, revving your engine next to the teenager at the traffic light and peeling out and zooming down Main Street?
1: That will be outlawed as well. You know, are they going to have self-driving motorcycles where you just, like, ride on a fucking motorcycle and it drives you around?
2: I thought about that, too. Just uh, last week I read a news story about a a motorcycle company that made a self-balancing motorcycle, so you don't even have to worry about balancing. You're basically just giving it gas and steering it.
1: Which seems so unintuitive for a motorcycle, really. Yeah, I mean. Seems like if you went into a turn, you know, like a sharp turn, that there's no way that if it's trying to self balance, I mean, is it is it fighting you as you lean into a turn or something?
2: Uh, it's like a really fast segue, I guess. I'm not sure.
1: Hmm. How much does something like that cost? Just out of curiosity. Uh,
2: hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars.
1: Really. So it's economical. No, I, that's for sure.
2: No,
1: I, I don't know. I just made that up. I mean, what's funny is it's mart like seven hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. And they've sold one, but somehow they consider themselves like a, a successful company. It's probably. A, are you sure this wasn't a GoFundMe campaign?
2: It, it might have been. They they raised seven hundred twenty-five thousand. and They spent about twelve grand.
1: Right <laughs> now they spent. Seven hundred eighty thousand, and most of it was on nothing, on t-shirts. Well, we bought the first seven hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of t-shirts. Now we're going to get into the R and D.
2: We should do a, a GoFundMe campaign to raise money to do marketing for our campaign.
1: <laughs> there, okay. there, you go. Yeah, the, you're exactly right. So we can. We what we really need is uh, a GoFundMe that will pay us while we think of an idea to have another GoFundMe that they can actually fund.
2: Exactly.
1: Like, GoFund our think think tank. We need a venture capitalist, actually. Well, you know what, though? We got plenty of fucking ideas. So that wouldn't work for us. And they're all documented. We still need a guy. We still need a legs person. We do. We you know what we really need? We just need person. someone to give us money so we can live our day-to-day life so we don't have to work to pay our bills so we can pursue some of these ideas. <laughs> we we need to. So what you're saying is we need to
2: win the lottery. I, I'll right. Play more. I'm willing to play the lottery more. I'll set up you know game what? Game I'm playing less. To get lottery tickets.
1: I'm actually playing 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 less lottery. I used to be a guy who'd like spend ten dollars on fucking Powerball tickets, but not anymore. But ever since I got five out of six and I only won eleven hundred bucks, I'm like, "Fuck that! This thing is bullshit." And I think after getting yeah, yeah. five out of six, you're just not gonna fucking win any money. You know, you'll never get that close again, probably.
2: Wait, 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 wait! I was I was kind of betting my future on you winning the lottery. So you
1: can hire yeah. me to be your partner. I've been betting on you, unfortunately.
2: Uh oh. That's always a bad bet.
1: You know what I did see, Rufus, and this is kind of disturbing to me? Remember about four years ago when we first started the show, I was talking about selling lottery tickets at the pump? Yeah. yeah. Guess what they're trying to do now? Oh, they're no. going to start selling. Really? Yep. I'm just again. wondering, can you, you could patent something. I mean, how deep do you have to get into this patent? You know what I mean? You think you could just patent the idea of selling tickets at the pump, or do you have to like come up with a fucking schematic of a machine that spits shit out of the pump with some kind of fucking working CPU unit? I mean, I guess it wouldn't have been that hard, now that I'm thinking I about think, it.
2: I think when it comes to pat- a patent, you have to patent like the, the functionality, the schematics, like you say. The idea, I mean, everybody has ideas all the fucking time.
1: So you, you
2: have to patent how it works and nail that down. Well,
1: see, down. that's not necessarily true because I just saw where Google patented this thing where they're going to drop, what was it? Maybe it was Amazon. They're just going to drop drones out of planes that are flying around, right? They have the stuff delivered to your house, but they're going to bounce off of, like, the, trampolines first that haven't even shit yet. So that's Are just an making, idea.
3: Did you make no, that I'm serious?
1: I'm dead, I am dead serious dude. when I saw it I was like there there's no way that could work. But why would they even bother patenting Because it made no fucking sense.
2: Well maybe you're right. Maybe it's to protect the idea because some um idiot out there is going to be like, hey, we can just bounce shit off of trampolines, wreck people's doors, so they're protecting themselves by getting a patent on it.
1: This is what it was. The idea was blimps, right? Blimps full of shit. Full of shit that you would buy on Amazon. Okay? <laughs> it sounds
2: like my 600-pound life.
1: Right. It, well, yeah. Kind of the same thing, but now imagine that blimp full of shit floating around like in the upper atmosphere dropping packages on drones into the fucking like stratosphere to float down to Earth, but somehow landing on these trampolines and and refueling it was something so fucking weird. I'm like, what are these trampolines for? But it seemed like maybe just to block the sun. I don't know.
2: Uh I don't know. Dude things are moving way too fast for me.
1: I agree with that one hundred percent. I, I, mean, really I, do. I,
2: I hate to I hate to feel like I'm old or admit to being old and I'm not old. I mean I'm forty two. But because the technology is moving at such an exponential rate, I kind of feel like an old curmudgeon. I'm like, ah, fuck that shit. I hope that happens after I'm dead.
1: Whatever it is. Yeah, I know. And that is <laughs> that is basically the definition of being old curmudgeon is that you don't like the way that it is now. You like the way it used to be. Right. Well, I like the way that it is now.
2: I just don't like the way that it's going to be. But uh, That's, given my habits, I'm going to I have to see it. What, good what news you is we're going to
1: send us back 50 years. So
2: That's true. The good old days to be here again. What are you eating? We should make a bit out of this because I can always hear you eating, and I'm always curious. What, uh,
1: what right now eating? I'm having some Cars uh, sweet and salty mix. What's trail that? mix. Really? Trail mix. Yeah, it's delicious. And best part about it is, dude, it's got. Don't ever buy trail mix that doesn't have M and M's or chocolate in it because it's just you might as well be eating oats then.
2: We we always do. We always get trail mix on the on the drive to Texas or wherever we're going. We make sure it's it's whatever has M and M's or uh or chocolate.
1: Let me let me let you in a little secret. Let me let you in a little secret, Rufus. If you ever get one with M and M's in it. Yeah. Buy another bag of M&M's and put it in. And Ooh. you're talking. Now you're talking, brother. Now you're talking to Stoner Street. You get the salty, you get the sweet. <laughs> Stoner Street. That's
2: awesome. And it's healthy. It's Looking good for
1: you. The double zizzles uh, tip of the week right there is, yes, when you get a trail mix with uh, M&M's in it, buy an extra bag of M&M's just to make sure that uh, – you're gonna get your blood pressure up, nice and high. <clears throat>
2: yeah, knowing my almost, wife, she'd pour, she'd put in more almonds.
1: Well, that's see, and that can be good on a road trip too, because then you won't shit while you're on the road. Or I will never you? Do you almonds I meet? never. Me neither. I never
2: shit on the road. Me. Eight hours.
1: So the first day hours of, hours of like every vacation I ever go on when we drive somewhere is fucking miserable. Because I oh, get yeah. there and I'm like, okay, now I can't fucking shit because I'm holding in, like, three Big Macs, uh, a Chili's meal, <laughs> you know what I mean? Chicken nuggets. Uh, <laughs> that's why I personally don't eat Taco Bell on the road.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, is that first shit, once you get to your destination, can either be the most painful thing in the world or <laughs> the best thing in the world.
1: Depending on where it's you ate. Dry. You're like wishing you had lube for taking a shit.
2: It's like shitting out a fucking dry log for the fireplace.
1: Oh, my God. It, you know that you're taking a dry shit when you can smell it burning. As it
2: <laughs> You know you're taking a dry shit whenever you get up and there's a, a hillbilly whittling a, a fucking flute out of it. A <laughs> fiddle.
1: Yes, that is the definition of a dry shit for sure. Yes. <laughs> we need to make one of those disclaimers for this show. Like, the, Have you seen how they do the disclaimers now where they're just like... And it might kill you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, and then it, you watch these commercials, too, that it's like, don't take uh, Mike kill you, Oseb. Oh, if you're allergic to Mike, kill you, Oseb. Oh, I mean, how are you supposed to know... Not to take some fucking prescription if you're allergic to it if you've never fucking had it before. That's yeah. like the ultimate displacement.
2: Apparently, I've seen on Reddit a few times. You know, I'm um, addicted to fucking Reddit. Goddamn, I wish I'd never seen that website. But somebody asked on there once. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what was asked, but basically, Europeans cannot believe when they come to the U.S. that prescription drugs are sold on the TV. Because there's so much information that you have to know that only your doctor should or could know that, of course, I mean, you can't absorb all that fucking bullshit. And can you imagine how bad it is for doctors in America when somebody goes in and be like, I saw this commercial for this thing, or I saw this ad on the internet for this thing.
1: I don't want to say that you are naive, but you need to understand... They show those commercials exactly so you go in and say that to your doctor because your doctor has already been visited by the fucking people that are selling the pharmacy shit and taken out to lunch (laughs) and shit. So he says, yes, as a matter of fact, I have something right here.
2: Is that why whenever I went in to ask my doctor about the hydrochlorothiazide, he was wearing a tank top that said hydrochlorothiazide on it?
1: Exact, Exactamundo. You didn't see that. You know how they give away those pink cars to people who sell uh, Mary Kay? My doctor uh, drives one that's C.L.S. blue. He has a CLS blue Cadillac.
2: Is that right? It has a big dickhead on the front.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a Corvette, and it's a, the uh, hood is shaped like a penis. Instead of a
2: pinstripe down the side, it's got a big vein.
1: Yes, it's got like the two underneath parts and a little flappy skin uh, right there too. <laughs> and it came with a trailer. Right at
2: like right the
1: windshield, there's like flappy skin, like your foreskin.
2: Oh my god! Oh no, that's yeah, uh, that's the sunroof. You got to roll that back.
1: You roll it back. That's, a, that's the uncircumcised uh, Corvette.
2: <laughs> the uncircumcised model.
1: It's just crazy. I mean, that it, it's such a racket. Yeah, it's a racket. Well, I mean, I saw this. That that generates those TV commercials generate like $50 billion in sales for pharmaceutical companies. Otherwise, that's because people insist on getting the fucking brand name. Because if you buy the generic of anything, it's super fucking cheap.
2: Uh, I always, but, always just,
1: get the generic. Just like it's not as good.
2: And what's crazy is you can get you can get the generic and still get like the medical discount or insurance discount. So you can get like a a twenty five dollar generic and then get it for five bucks. Oh,
1: I know. Which what's that tell you about how many they're trying to give out, dude? Imagine the overhead. I, I mean, I don't. It, it just has to be all volume because who's paying? I mean, you're paying five dollars for these pills or whatever, you know that take. Quote, unquote, hundreds of millions of dollars to research and whatnot. I mean, they have to write a trillion fucking scripts. Insane. It is insane. It is insane. And, you know, the the problem is what they're doing with, and I'm not trying to get political on the show, but the fucking pain pills are out of control. Out of fucking control, these fucking pain pills that people are getting addicted to and shit. I mean, people are are dying, like thousands of people a fucking month are dying from prescription drugs that they don't need. I watched this thing, you you saw it, Sturgill on Intervention, right? Yep. I mean, that is a story right there. He didn't take drugs because he fucking wanted to. He wasn't like, hey, let me experiment with, this will be fun and awesome, right? He broke his fucking elbow and got hooked on fucking drugs. Yeah, There was no oversight, none
2: They were just like, keep taking Wait. them, keep taking them, you'll be fine
1: Parents were like, well, the doctor said it's okay
2: Uh-huh
1: You know what I mean? I mean, the dad felt guilty, even Like, he kind of yeah. forced him to do it and then I just saw this one the other day. Another intervention where a lady like starts off. Yeah, she hurts her back. She starts taking painkillers. And before you do know it, she's like prostituting herself for 12 fucking years. I don't know. I mean, that's. But and I'm not saying marijuana rights or whatever, but geez louise. Still marijuana is like outlawed. Right. When. I mean, this the pe. I saw this lady was smoking a fentanyl patch. Who even thinks of that kind of shit? She was smoking a patch? Yeah. Yes. They are smoking fentanyl patches. And it, she was spending $1,000 a fucking day, dude. How did he even
2: smoke a patch? How did they show her doing
1: it? You Take a pair of scissors and you cut it into pieces and you put it on a piece of tinfoil and you smoke it. I know. Imagine what else you're
2: that's what I was what thinking kind, I mean, that, it has to be on some kind of material that possibly can't be good for you
1: yeah it's on tape which I'm sure is not good for you to smoke I wouldn't think anyways I'm just wondering who well, the first was... guy is like what this is supposed to go on the outside of your skin let's try to smoke it now that's a guy who's yeah. part... that's a guy that's saying man I fucking partied last night I shit myself
2: right and I want to do it again.
1: I now want to do it every day until they put me in a grave at twenty six. But at least I partied. That's that's the fucked up part, dude. These people think they're partying like poor Scudgel when he started drinking liquor with those pills. He like thought he was partying, and I'm like, you know what? I like Scudgel, until he still he started drinking. Now he's kind of a fucking obnoxious dick. <laughs> Did you notice that at all?
2: Yeah, I did. I did. I've noticed that about a lot of the uh, the intervention shows. And not just about that, but like like you said, like they think they're partying and they're not. Like, I don't get like, how <laughs> right. they shoot heroin. Like Heroin's the best thing in the world. They shoot heroin and then they just kind of stare at the ceiling for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> that's fucking
1: cool. Yeah, you fucking partied, dude. You were raging. I mean, how do you, like, I guess. Whatever's going on in your mind must be super fucking awesome when you shoot a bunch of heroin or something, because surely you're not partying outside of your body. You're just no, kind of laying there like a piece of furniture.
2: It's it's some drug induced virtual rattly bullshit. I mean, they're going. I guess they're going through something in their head, but yeah. But, well, it I mean, they look like, like
1: fun. Well, Relax me. I'm like, relax you. You look like a fucking ball of wax. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm partied. All right, let me tell you what, too. There's a difference between sucking dick for $20 worth of fucking crack and partying. I
2: don't think it's the same thing. Partying is paying a $5 cover charge to see a band, not sucking dick for a a piece of rock.
1: And I don't know, hey, honey, you want to party tonight? Which is like prostitute code word for coming over and sucking your dick for drugs. (laughs) Yeah, that's a party. I don't know. I'm glad I, I'm glad I never, I'm glad I didn't break my elbow as a teenager and get addicted to oxycotton. That much I do know. It's never too late, man. The deal was back then. If you twist your ankle, they didn't give you anything. They made you hobble out on a pair of wooden crutches and were like, "Yeah, good luck." You know, what I mean, take some aspirin. No doctor was like, "Here, take some Darvocet."
2: Well, yeah, but then you could, you could fucking chill out. I think it's things become so competitive now that they're just like, no, you got to get back out there on the mat. So here, just take all these fucking drugs so you don't feel all the bullshit going Dude, on,
1: cracking and twisting bingo. in your arm. Bingo! You are fucking right on top of it, too. That's insanity. A- yeah, you might get a scholarship. No, you're not. You're going right. to have to pay and go to debt like everybody else. You're not getting a scholarship. But, well, I mean, one in a million fucking people will get a scholarship.
2: Especially for something like that, I mean, come on! A sports scholarship is ridiculous, ridiculously hard to attain. I would and think. Really, yeah.
1: I would think more people go probably to uh, college on a band scholarship. Think how big like the Texas UT band was. Oh yeah, I'm, two or three hundred people. It's huge. So I'm telling my daughter she's going to – I'm I'm pressuring her to go to to college on a band scholarship.
2: Well, she, uh, is she still on the drums?
1: She is, dude. And you know what? She's good. Okay. She's a good drummer. Still if she good. would fucking – if she would give 100% into the drums, she'd love to draw. She would rather draw. All she ever does is draw. And I mean, she draws some really good shit. She got second in the state in some drawing thing. I don't know if I told you that. But uh, – uh-
2: I don't think you did.
1: That's awesome. Out of two hundred thousand entries, she got second place, which was a little disappointing because I shit. told her. If you want me to be proud of you, you got to get first. I said no more of this second place bullshit. Smacked yeah, her around yeah. a little bit. I think we got it sorted out. We'll see. Excellent. But she loves to draw, <laughs> and if she if she would, and she's good on the drums, it's because she takes lessons, obviously. But, dude, yeah. the guy, the last time he was there, or she was having a lesson, the guy showed her something, right? She came home and played it. And I'm like, where have I heard that? Where have I heard that fucking beat? And she goes, oh, the guy told me it's the it's the beat to every ACDC song. Like, every fucking song. And he was, they, <laughs> she was definitely on. It really was. They have one oh, fucking beat.
3: They do.
2: They do. It's,
3: so uh, now
1: I'm making... That. Yeah, uh, so ACDC up there.
2: In the well, I
1: can't do it with my mouth. She's good at it. She's probably not the best drummer ever. I mean, you're not going to see her on YouTube anytime soon, but that's to protect her identity more than anything.
3: Yeah, could move. But
1: uh, I mean, I, I I just like that she could do it. Really, it was worth it's worth the hundred bucks a month. I think that's what it costs for drum lessons. What about this uh
2: this drawing thing? Was it freestyle or did they all have to draw the same thing or was it a theme based shield?
1: The thing about uh what uh like people helping people, right? Yeah. And she drew firemen putting out a fire.
2: Awesome.
1: Right? They I mean yeah, it just was like a random thing. And uh I don't know. She got second place. And you know what? Here it is. So it's on display at her school in like a little trophy case. Are you ready for this? And it came with a check. Okay. And they have the check sitting in the trophy case. So we have no idea like how much money she won or anything (laughs) like that. But the check, instead of just giving us the check, the school, they just are leaving it in the trophy case. And my wife's like, do I ask about it? I'm like, I, you're asking the wrong person. I don't know. What's the proper thing to do there? I'm like, surely they're not going to let the check just sit in there and expire. But they you might.
2: Know, you could break the trophy case and hope that there's enough of the check to cover the cost.
1: I think they would just pull a heist, The school and, and steal nothing but the check.
2: Dude, if, if I was there with you in uh, Colorado, we'd totally to do a heist. We'd, like, sneak in. We'd be dressed up in black. We'd get we'd get the that def- check.
1: Fine. I just want to – you know what? I don't even care about – I want to know how much it's for. Just tell me how much the check is for.
2: What? Is
1: it – I don't That sounds like it should be a pretty fucking lump size check. But, of course, I got five out of six on a – Mega million ticket and won fucking eleven hundred bucks. So I don't know shit about shit.
2: But it, is it the amount on the check, or are they just show? Is it blurred out? What's the, what's the deal?
1: In an envelope. It's actually in a fucking envelope.
2: They just have an envelope in the trophy case.
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean her drawings there, right, in a little plaque saying that she won, and the fucking envelope, yes, with the check in it.
2: Maybe they're not aware. That seems like a weird thing to do. You should go up there and be like, uh, I'd like to have my check, please.
1: That's what I told my wife. That's exactly what I told my wife. And she's like, "You know, she didn't want to do it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't. She, she goes to the school. <laughs> well, if I came in there and asked about the check, I had me fucking escorted out.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, if you did, to school. It wasn't listed in the in the the terms and conditions of the contest, like what the prices were. Oh, you can be so st- no, good.
1: You know what? We didn't even know about the contest. The school actually informed us that she really? won. And I was all concerned because the, the principal calls like, Miss Emma, we need to talk to you. And Shannon's like, uh, oh, no. You know what I mean? What do they <laughs> want to talk to me about? Because my daughter's really, really good. And – uh he she said he was like had this real serious like look on his face and was like well meadow you know and she's like my heart just like stopped and then and he was like well she won a contest but then didn't barely any go into any detail and my and that's all we ever heard about it she won the contest she got her name in the paper right all this information about it but we know nothing about what really transpired with the contest
2: <laughs> wait so the The teacher of the school guy was like, yeah, didn't you see her name in the paper? And he held up the newspaper and was like, here's your daughter in the
1: newspaper. (laughs) That's kind of what it felt like. (laughs) It sounds like an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, we're like, okay. So then, of course, I was like, where's the check?
2: Well, you know where it is now. I suggest you go get it. (laughs) Right.
1: You know what, they probably cash it. It's probably one of those things where, like, since there's unfortunate kids that go to the school, too, that we're not allowed to, like, have the check or cash it. They're like, yeah. sorry, not everybody's got a check for winning, so no one gets the check. The check goes you'd, back you'd to probably, the state. You know, you'd probably
2: break into the school, like, late at night and get that envelope and open it up, and there wouldn't be a check, but there'd be, like, a riddle to, like, where the check okay, is. you have to, like, go on the quest.
1: Now you're wanting me to go break in. Maybe after we wrap up the show, I'll take a little trip down to the school and see what's going on. Maybe push on a few windows, yank out a few doors, see if uh, if I can get in. You should. Live stream it. Live stream it. You know, yeah. you know what? If they ever show up, I'm like, where's my fucking check?
2: <laughs> I own this place. You guys owe me money. Hey.
1: They're holding my fucking check like a typical episode of Cop. I just get all belligerent. Somehow, without doing anything, I like, have like a gash, like like right between my eyes. No, like if you ever watch cops, like every time dude dude's like uh, some kind of cut right between his eyes, even though he looks like he's just standing around.
2: You just start spouting off random shit about the Vietnam War.
1: I could easily do that. I'll I'll start calling myself Lieutenant Man and see what see what they say. <laughs>
2: I'm sure if you talk
1: like uh, Forrest Gump, that'll help your situation. I need my check. My, my the check is good. No, I could easily say that check is like a box of chocolates. I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> that was my best, best I pulled fucking deep for that fucking Forrest Gump, brother. I want you to you know did. that. I went I, Character there,
2: you pulled it from the depths, dude. I was sold. I was
1: totally sold. See, with this cold as nineteen lines of cocaine and partied, I mean, it, it, theoretically, fucking, uh by sleeping with that prostitute, I would say that Forrest Gump has partied harder than I ever have. I've never slept with a prostitute. Yeah, I haven't either. Not yet. Not knowingly, anyways. Through. Is role playing that the same thing? Do what? I said is role playing like uh, some girl told me she was a prostitute and then I I paid her for sex, but I'm pretty sure it was just role playing.
2: Uh, did you get a receipt?
1: And that is tax deductible, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So business. Are we taking it for the concerned. VIP? Yeah,
1: for a little bit. All right, VIP, listen to the music. Welcome to the VIP part of the show. Brought to you by 420 Products USA, makers of the Bud Buddy and the Giggle Stick. Hey, Rufus, oh, what's up, buddy? Oh, nothing so much. Glad to talk to you. What were you doing in that? What did you do for that 19 seconds that we were off the air there listening to the into the VIP music? I opened a beer. Did you? Yeah. Did you, did you turn off your mic to open the beer or not, just out of curiosity?
2: No, I did not.
1: Hmm. I didn't hear it. Curious. Well.
2: You should pay attention.
1: I should. Exactly. I'm usually so well. My ears like feel like they're filled with sand from this fucking cold. Anyways,
2: <laughs> they're filled with M M&M and M trail mix.
1: <laughs> they 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 feel like they are. You know what? When I was a kid, this is a crazy story. In in like the second or third grade, maybe even younger. Maybe it was kindergarten. They like had the stuff that we played in. Right? It, they were like it was some kind of nut or peanut shaped thing. Okay. Not peanut shaped, but like round, but they were like balls like that size. Right. Sure. And they had them in like a, like in a sand, like you play in sand. Right. Right. And I got one in my ear as like a little kid. I was probably like five or something and it wouldn't come out. And that is like my earliest memory. I think that's my earliest memory. Well, how did they come out? Or is it- uh, I don't know. Finally, I got it out. Finally, I got it out.
2: You know, what's funny is I have a memory from it was in a daycare center. So I don't know if it was before preschool or after first grade or whatever, but I stuck a marble in my nose and I couldn't get that out. And <laughs> right. Going to the to the emergency room and I remember they called my mom they're like, he's got a marble in his nose it won't come out. What are we doing? She's like, "Get in the emergency room. So I'm just going like, just have a marble in my nose. I don't know why people are freaking out except that I can't get it out. And I'm like, come on, you're fucking grown-ups. Get this marble out of my fucking nose. I, I remember sitting there in the waiting room of the emergency room in Burnett, Texas with a marble in my nose. My mom's there and the lady from the, uh, the daycare's there and then I sneezed and the marble like shot out and hit the floor and that was it. And we just left after that.
1: No, <laughs> wait. Scary. It never crossed anyone's mind to punch you in the stomach really hard to force the fucking <laughs> uh, marble out of your nose. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank to my dad. I was,
2: so, I was so used to being pussed in the stomach that every time All I tried right. it, I, tensed, I tensed up, you
1: know? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I can understand that.
2: Yeah, of course. Everybody can relate well, to that. I mean,
1: yeah, who doesn't who doesn't relate to taking a good whipping?
2: <laughs>
1: as a young <laughs> did child. You, did you ever
2: get a good whipping when you were a kid?
1: Uh yeah, I did. I got a good whipping once.
2: Uh-oh. With a
1: belt, a belt whipping. And really? I'm not going to tell you the story because it actually had something to do with a BB gun.
2: Oh. We
1: talked about BB guns before. You might have you might have mentioned this story. I've yes, so forgotten it. I did not mention this story. I did not mention this story. Uh, me and this other kid were shooting our BB guns, and the other kid decided to shoot this little girl's bike reflector out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the little girl went and told her parents that we were shooting at her and hit her bike deflector even though she wasn't even near her bike or on her bike or whatever right. right right she lied she embellished the story and i wasn't even the guy that shot it i mean i did have my bb gun that day and i was shooting bb's and whatnot but uh my dad was pretty pissed when he thought that i was shooting this little girl with the bb gun so i sure. got like a lishian with a with a with with a belt which at the time we called the strap
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one of those, too.
1: Let me just say shortly thereafter, I started torturing small animals and doing drugs.
2: It would be cool to see, like, a First 48-style, like, Forensics Files, like, episode of them, like, trying to, to find the BB and find out which BB gun it came from before you got the belt whipping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, Please. yeah. Instead of jumping. we see... Back then, justice was more like it is now. They just jump right to the fucking worst-case scenario and put you away.
2: I got a belt weapon once. Uh, my dad I don't remember why. My dad was super pissed at me for something I did. And I, was, I must have been seven or eight years old. And he sent me to my room. I went to my room, and then I opened the window, and I went outside like an idiot. Right. And I, I just stayed in the backyard and played on the swing set, knowing that they were home and could just look out the window and see me, not sing in my room. Wow,
1: you were a and, fucking rebel.
2: Well, yeah, and then I, uh, then I got the belt, and... You no, know, I
3: don't know what's wrong with my life. <laughs> 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 Another breakthrough! Another breakthrough right
1: on the fucking show, man. Woo! We were getting it all figured out. We should just call this a therapy set. I almost started crying at my belt story. God, be sad. God, look, I smoke pot. I'd really be a mess probably.
2: Yeah, another funny story about that same swing set is I remember i walking around that neighborhood again. I must have been seven or eight because we left that house and moved to where my parents still are when I was seven or eight. I remember walking around. I was so walking through the neighborhood. This is back in the days where a kid could walk around or ride a bike or whatever. Yeah, and I was, yes. I, I saw some stuff in some bushes and I looked and it was like a Playboy magazine. And I was like, what's this? And I looked at it and it was like, oh, my Lord. And so I ripped out all the naked lady pictures and I twisted them up and I put them in the top bar. I like took off the cap at the end of the uh, wingset bar. <laughs> right. Stuffed them in there. I put the cap back on. I don't Did think I ever seen look
1: at that it again. I was gonna say, you like look at these pictures he's making these naked ladies. What are they even good for? You know what I mean? When they're you're, like too young, you're like, what? Big exactly. deal. It's I remember like, I didn't taboo,
2: and it, it. I was like, I was like, I've never seen that before, and I packed them up in there, and never saw them again. Even when I escaped, you know, my bedroom, and then he got got the belt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know what's funny is I'm thinking about the time I got the strap. And then I'm thinking about all the times I didn't get the strap that I fucking got away with so much stupid shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just, God, we, all I can think is like when you were a kid, did you ever spy on people? Like sit in the bushes and like, just like thinking you're like a, a army ranger or something, you know what I mean? Yes. Not spying on people to be pervy or whatever but just to like see if you could hide good enough where someone wouldn't see you. Now I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, there might be some fucking kids spying on me right now because that's what we used to fucking do when I was a kid.
2: I, I did. When we moved out of the house that I just mentioned to the new house, which is in the country, one of our neighbors had a few acres, and it was just covered in woods and in their house. And yeah, me and a buddy would like sneak through the fence and like, you know, scurry across the ground and hide behind trees and stuff. Not right. anything, but just to be like, you know, we
1: were, it was like an adventure. A combat or ninjas <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. My parents were stupid of it. One time, my, there was like this little shop in, in downtown uh, Elkhart where I grew up. And it was a sporting goods store, right? But for some reason, I mean, they sold tennis shoes and skis and tennis rackets and shit like that. But they also sold throwing stars. And oh they would god, sell a throwing fucking stars. throwing star to like a fucking ten-year-old kid. Oh my god! So we used to buy kind of like throwing stars, and all we ever did was throw them at trees and shit. But someone could have fucking really seriously been hurt with these throwing stars.
2: I remember I was man. I I really wanted a throwing star, but I never had them. But I would buy those. Remember those karate magazines where, allegedly, yes. so you could you could learn how to be like a a fucking a ninja ninja.
1: You know what I used to buy? Soldier of Fortune magazine. Can you believe that was a fucking magazine? But I used to buy it.
2: Uh, it's, a, it's still a magazine, right?
1: I don't know. I just remember, like back then, I would look at this and there'd be like pictures of fucking M60s and shit that you could buy for twelve hundred bucks. I'd be like, damn. Now that I've grown up, I've never once ever thought about buying a fucking M60.
2: No shit, dude. I owned. I owned. I think I, I might. I might have bought it from one of those magazines. Well, I didn't buy it because I had no money, but I got it somehow. I had one of those Rambo knives. It was this big ass fucking knife with like a serrated edge and a compass on the end. And you take off I've the had compass one. and there's like a there's a survival kit with like a needle to sew up your wounds. Like a I'm with you. Needs bro. That.
1: I had one of those as well. Fuck yeah. And my parents oh, were like, yeah. Awesome. You know what else I had, dude? This I got from the back of a Soldier of Fortune magazine. It was a uh, my buddy came in on a, uh, a BB gun, right? There was a machine gun that you put a bottle oh, of Freon on. Yes. And it would shoot BBs like a machine gun. And this thing really did work. The only problem was the Freon would get like so frozen up that it would, like, get really weak after, like, 20 seconds of shooting. But when it was shooting, it went, I remember we were trying it out, and we were in my basement, and he pulled the trigger, and the screen door was, like, closed, and it, like, went right through the screen door, just like you would see, like, a machine gun track. It was fucking crazy, and we're like, whoops.
2: That's badass.
1: It was pretty badass. I wish I still had it. I wonder what happened to it. It was it was cheaply remember, made. It was
2: badass. I never had anything that awesome, but I did save up uh, for a, a full on. And I remember I got it. It was way too big for me, but it was from a, from one of those karate magazines. And I saved up and I got a full on like ninja head to toe ninja suit. That comes from, I always like, wanted to fucking pieces. It, it's it's a chore, man. It's not like something you put on in one sitting. It's like boots and socks and his pants with <laughs> the lace in a certain
1: Doesn't still dress. fit?
2: Uh, I don't even know where it's at, but it was a chore to put on.
1: <laughs> I can just see you sitting around your your house in uh, Marble Falls in your full fucking ninja get up.
2: Well, I was probably wearing my ninja get up and dancing to the Footloose soundtrack.
1: <laughs> back then it was like either be into ninja stuff or be into like fucking uh, army type shit I yeah. kind of was both because I had the BB gun and the throwing star so I wasn't Me as too. one dimensional had, as most people back then I, had the I also was a break and dancer the, and
2: a Rambo knife
1: I also broke dance In the Bandana Breakers, that was the name of our break break dancing troupe.
2: Did you really break dance? What was it called? I really did.
1: I really, really did. I was a badass break dancer. I was was in ninth grade, eighth, ninth grade. Hey, dude, we did. We broke dance at the family reunion like some badasses.
2: Uh, I'm sure that was well received. Cardboard out,
1: dude. The whole nine yards. You (laughs) thought you were in. or Brooklyn. Did you have a Did you have a signature move? Uh, the windmill was my signature move. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say that I did. What's the
3: windmill? Couldn't even. Probably why I have
1: so many back and neck fucking problems now. I would imagine. <laughs> eight <laughs> months of my life I spent breakdancing.
2: dancing. Your long history of breakdancing has ruined you
1: in later <laughs> life. It's <was> hard. We <laughs> did time on the street, dude. Time spent in battle. And by battle, I mean breakdancing.
3: <laughs> oh, sure. I think
1: I PTSD. <laughs> I can't. I can't lose like a beat without getting getting all sweaty and weird.
2: Oh, no. Dude, that's a great idea for a movie. Or at least a skit, somebody with PTSD from breakdancing battles. Every time he hears a, a beat, he dives under a table.
1: Okay. <laughs> I battled cigarettes for years. I have PTSD. <laughs> well, I mean, really, yeah. any kind of battle. I think most of my PTSD comes from uh, probably politics in the last fucking year of my life. I feel so bad because it's of- <laughs> been rooting for fucking trump he probably would have lost i feel like i kind of screwed america up by rooting for for bernie
2: nah it's not your fault
1: really don't think so rufus because i kind of feel like it is
2: uh well yeah i'm just trying to make you feel better
1: I, Yeah, i appreciate that i just what a mess what a fucking mess we're in dude what a mess the outlook for the next year is awful. Did you see that financially? The outlook for the next year is really piss poor.
2: I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm detaching my psyche from the whole thing. I'm going to look at the entire world from now on as if I'm sitting in the bleachers and just be amused by everything.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what? Because you are, you are in the bleachers. I'm in the bleachers. I can bitch about it. Uh, you know, I'd rather give money than time basically, so I'm not a March on Washington type guy or a go out and right. go to some meeting type dude, but uh, there needs to be more of those people. Where do we find those people? I mean,
2: I guess you call me, I, mean, I don't even want to say I'm an armchair quarterback, because I don't even care that much anymore. I'm so detached. I'm halfway through my life. Whatever's going to happen bad is probably not going to affect me before I die, especially you know, as much as I partay. So I'm just gonna watch everything and be amused, and watch, treat everything as like a, a sideshow jester performance for my own enjoyment, and try not to be frustrated.
1: Unless my taxes go up, then God damn it. Well, and they're probably going to. Most likely they're going to, dude. Like a middle income earner, like you're not poor, but you're not making like five hundred grand a year. I don't think. I mean, maybe you are. But no, they're the goddamn. people like it's the people like us that's going to get sacked with the fucking taxes. Not poor enough to not have to pay any taxes, but not rich enough to have someone to show us how to get out of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, we're in the middle of the road, or at least I am.
1: Yeah, we're fucked. That's why 420 Products is going to have to get us up to the next level. And I know that I say it, but this week, now that I'm feeling better... <laughs> for the website, dude, and, and move forward. My fucking cousin's ready to go out on the West Coast. There's a lot of fucking marijuana states opening up. We gotta fucking get rolling. I just gotta package up 7,000 packages of them. That should be fun.
2: I read something that in Colorado, the taxes on marijuana sales surpass the taxes of every fucking thing else in like the past 10 years or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the market's they actually- obviously there. Yeah, uh, obviously do they think that if if they opened up the marijuana market right now across the country, it would be like fifty billion dollars a year. Like twice as much oh, yeah. as they do beer. But I mean the price is a lot higher. I mean you have to realize that when a lot more people come to the market, the price is gonna go a lot lower. So the tax revenue will go lower. Or they just raise the tax, I guess, like they do on cigarettes. Right. I mean cigarettes yeah. are what? Seven bucks a a pack, and the tax is like $4 of it. But it should be. You know what I saw, dude? Are you ready for this? Hold on to your hat. In Illinois, they just fucking uh, got rid of a luxury tax on tampons. What? Luxury tax? Yeah, tampons in Illinois had a fucking luxury tax. This is like some law going back to probably like 1812 or something, I'm guessing. Where, yeah, like, a Lord. tampon was considered something that only fancy people stuffed in their crotch. They had to the be net net it people, out of wool. The first ones were created out of corn husks. Oh, my god! I don't know that for a fact. I'm just assuming.
2: Corn husks.
1: Or maybe the cob. Maybe it was a cob wrapped in a husk.
2: <laughs> it was a cob wrapped in a husk, wrapped with cat gut. You just
1: got to cram no, it up there. Tassels. <laughs> the corn tassels to pull it out. A woven corn tassel. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, yeah. Good lord. That is my. That's corn tassels are the reason I don't like to eat corn. Honestly. You
2: like
1: mean corn, corn on corn the top? Corn. Yeah, because you just you can never get off all the fucking tassels. It seems like no. there's always that yeah, ranch.
2: Did I ever tell you how I almost cut off my left hand?
1: (laughs) No, you did not. I would have thought that was something that you might mention, though, at some point.
2: Me too. Okay, so it was uh, the summer before my freshman year of high school. my, My dad grew a whole bunch of corn in our field, and he had a wheelbarrow full of it, and he was shucking it, right? So he was pulling off the husk. So he had a meat cleaver, and he would whack off the end where the husk, was connected and then peel off the husk and all the tassels you were talking about. So he'd been doing this for a while and I came up and said, hey, I want to do that. That looks like fun. He said, okay. So he gave me the meat cleaver and he went inside to eat dinner because it was dinner time. So I was taking corn out and whacking it with the meat cleaver and taking off the husk and shit. And then at one point I I reached in and one of those big ass garden spiders crawled up on my arm
3: Uh and I went
2: to swipe I went to swipe it off with my hand, but I didn't drop the meat cleaver. And so I ended up what? just cutting my fucking left arm to the bone with a meat cleaver.
1: No fucking way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the scar right now. And so I, I freaked out immediately. There was no pain, but I was like, oh, shit. And so I ran inside. My parents are at the dinner table eating, and I just ran, ran to the kitchen and put it underneath the, uh, the faucet. And I right. looked at it. And it was agape. And luckily, we had a small-town doctor who we'd known for years. So this was after hours on, like, a weekend, I guess. And we called him, and he said, bring him to the house. And <laughs> they drove me in the uh, the Ford Astro van to his house. And I remember not once did it hurt, even though I could see, like, all the meat and the bone and shit in my arm. But whenever he said, I'm going to have to give you a shot to numb it so I can stitch it up, I was like, no, don't give me a shot. That's going to hurt. And I argued with this guy forever about giving me a shot, even though I had a gaping wound where the bone was visible.
1: I know it's weird when you get like a deep cut like that, that it doesn't fucking hurt. You know what I mean? It's, got, it's probably a really good thing.
2: I think so. I think a shock is there for a reason, I guess.
1: I mean, how many stitches did you end up getting in said cut, or did you just tough it out Rambo style?
2: No, I got stitches not enough because it's a pretty wide scar. I mean, it's it's ugly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he stitched me up, and basically he's living in a room. And I went so home. And your dad put and your
1: it work on the corn right when you got home? He's like, now finish up that corn, God damn it! Punch I'm you in the stomach. <laughs>
2: He punched me in the stomach and gave me a lesson with the strap, and then put me back to work. I the shot instead of getting the shot at the doctor. He
3: said, to dad punched you
2: in the stomach." <laughs> He's like, "God damn it! Now I gotta wash the blood off all this corn." <laughs> that sends
3: you to your special
2: shock place
3: where you don't where you don't
2: feel anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The good thing is my left my left hand is entirely numb so when I masturbate it's like somebody else doing it. Oh my god.
1: Oh Jesus. So do you find yourself wanting to masturbate often when you look at the scar?
2: (laughs) Yeah, my scar is a turn on even for me. I think we
1: have another breakthrough. The show's second fucking breakthrough. (laughs)
2: Yes it is. Well the show's therapeutic for me.
1: Now if your dad
3: could just be there to punch you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should have my dad
1: on as a guest. He can lash me
2: live on air for all the stupid shit I did as a kid.
1: Oh my god! Oh, uh, that might <laughs> not. You probably. I wonder if your parents or my parents, my parents remember more stupid shit,
2: <laughs> or if, if oh, they don't dude. even
1: remember. The stupid shit. They just remember like one stupid shit.
2: Oh no, dude. Can you imagine huh? all the things that your parents remember or my parents that we don't? Because they were they were fully fledged adults with fully functioning brains, and their memories are well established. There's probably a lot of shit they don't even want to tell us. You're like, I know. Oh my I God.
1: think about this with my daughter, where I'm like, I expect her to remember shit she was doing when she was four years old. I'm like, you don't remember that. I'm, like, annoyed oh, yeah, with her. Too. Like, I, I remember shit I did when I was fucking, like, 15.
2: Exactly. Yeah, me too.
1: I have a lot of memories, though, dude. Is, do you think that's weird? I feel like I, I remember a lot of stuff. Like, I think I don't have, like, a photographic memory, like the chick from Taxi or whatever. But I feel like I have a better memory than most people, like, certain. But then I wonder if maybe everybody just is like that.
2: I don't know. I mean, I I can remember things from kindergarten. There are like little snippets that I know are from kindergarten and first grade and second grade. I remember, I remember a, a lot of old shit, but not like everyday stuff. But, I
1: yeah, don't I mean, remember. I'm, I don't remember shit like that, dude. But I can tell you, like almost everything we did every day that we lived at fucking Roehampton. Oh
3: like yeah, every, yeah. Easily. Oh, that's so. But easy. I don't yeah, remember
1: shit. Like when I was, at, I don't. Maybe I. I think one of my early memories is eating lunch at school <laughs> as a kid. I don't know. Maybe, maybe these are only traumatic memories that I remember, and all the all the good stuff I just don't remember.
2: Well, that, yeah, that makes sense. But I remember only good stuff. Only good stuff, like being strapped <laughs> of the belt, yeah, the back in the thighs. <laughs>
1: Just keep showing yourself. It's the good stuff. Oh.
2: My dad would. My dad wouldn't only take off his belt, but like the holes in the belt, he pushed thumbtacks through them.
1: <laughs> oh my God! No wonder that explains so much.
2: <laughs> he'd wind up like a starfisher, and then just let her rip. Well, here's the
1: deal, dude. All right, my dad finally found out after giving me the strap. Right? That that the chick was lying because I kept saying that she's lying, then come to find out they did find out she's lying. So my dad apologized to me and really? uh, I knew from on I was really screwed up. I'm like, uh oh, my dad apologized to me. I'm, i I must have been fucking now I'm tormented. I know right no, when I, I dude, broke.
2: That's the coolest thing that a dad could do, I think, is apologize.
1: Well let me tell you yeah, what my dad hit me awesome. with the strap once. once.
3: <laughs> now, you the,
1: now that was the strap, old man.
2: <laughs> You're gonna, it, that's what I'll say to my dad whenever he's on life support. He's got the
1: strap now, old man. <laughs> Where's your strap now, You motherfucker. <laughs> When
2: he's when he's motionless from the neck down, I'll take his own belt off of him. Well, see, but that's not be able to feel it.
1: You're gonna have to hit him in the head.
2: So yeah, I'll take it off and
1: whip him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, Louise. The end of the VIP went a little fucking goopy, <laughs> but uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Just you <use him>. saying <laughs> Punching you in the stomach. I'm sorry. I mean, that is too rich. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. Funny. My dad will never hear that. i got to say, I'm just kidding, Dad. Dad, love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't punch me in the stomach or whip me.
1: <laughs> hey, they're just allegations until they're proven in court.
2: So your dad, <laughs> this is it's alleged. Alleged.
1: As long, as long as there's no video of it, your dad is fucking scot-free. <laughs>
3: That's right, thank God.
1: Of course, DNA was on your shirt right where your stomach was. He was helping you button your shirt.
2: (laughs) Aggressively. I was aggressively buttoning his shirt.
1: It's not your fault you fell down on his hand 15 times? (laughs) He's clumsy. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, all right, I don't wow. know. I've lost it in the last 20 minutes. One too many fucking hits off this weed put me over the top. But you we know, had breakthrough. Sometimes
2: I, sometimes I think we should do the show for an hour, but not hit record until the VIP.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Two shows ago, our fucking show was on point. No doubt about it. That's I just Even our I, show I that's we, not
2: on point was on like, point. Like,
1: but I want to say thanks for the listeners for sticking with us. You know what we need to do next time, Rufus? And, and we need to give out the phone number so people can call in and talk to us because we keep getting to do that.
2: Yeah we do, because I, I've also been tweeting it whenever we're we're actually going live. I did it tonight and somebody liked it. And uh so yeah, we should tweet out the number too.
1: Yes, we need to do that. We need to get back to the show format. Uh, I'll find it somewhere. Check your email from me. Did you look at your emails from me? There were so many of them, though, that at one point I stopped looking through. I'm like, where is it? But I know I have yeah. it written down
2: somewhere. Yeah, I, tried. I I know I've got it somewhere, too, but I checked emails from, like, every account of yours that I know of, and I couldn't find it. But. I'm, that's laziness. I mean, we could easily put it back together again. I was just like, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, but to it, think, was
1: it was so it was golden, if I recall correctly. It was pretty well thought out. I thought.
2: It was. It was. I mean, it was, it was a top to bottom
1: button. strategy. True. But uh, yep, yeah, let's get back to some of the old stuff. We did uh, the song deal. We should write songs live on the air, just nonsensical songs. I don't. I don't. I mean, we, this is an experimental show, dude. We're we're breaking it experimental is. grounds here. We are. I had a clever saying for that the other day and, that I was going to use on the show, but now I can't remember it, so it'll have to wait till the next show. I can't wait. Something about experimental radio and and how we were breaking the rules. But uh, until then, I'm gonna I'm planning on a Tuesday show this week. Sorry, I was I just there's no way I could have done it on on <laughs> Tuesday this last week. I was too ill.
2: No, i g I'm not sweating too much. As long as we uh, crank out at least one a week or whatever. Most people listen to the show after it's done, so as long as we just keep some some kind of regularity, I think it's cool, man. Don't don't sweat it. Don't beat yourself up with a strap.
1: <laughs> no, don't worry, dude. Don't even say the word strap. I don't use the strap in daily conversations. Lots of times I to my wife, I'm like, uh yeah, your purse has that thing on it. Let's just not call it the S word, okay? Because I'll jump down. Yeah. Did you work? Yes, obviously, you know what? As soon as you said strap, dude, I picked up my pot pipe and and now I have to light it. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm sorry. I don't
1: uh, mean to light. yeah. I don't. But you know what? Now I feel like I'm partying, dude. I'm fucking partying tonight. Maybe I'll go suck a dick and have a real party. <laughs>
3: I'll go day. get someone
1: to, go get someone to pay me to suck their dick and I'll call it a party. <laughs> <Just>
3: <laughs> that's a party a sh- denial.
1: That's, re- that's reverse psychology on yourself. When you're convincing yourself that sucking someone's dick for money is fucking a party <laughs> you're yeah. definitely doing a fucking something I think I just had a breakthrough all across of all fucking <laughs> psychology right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: killing me. It's not a party till you suck somebody's dick.
1: Exactly. It, then it's only a party in your mind, because from the outside, it's not looking like a party.
2: <laughs> it's a party in your larynx. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. All right, Rufus, uh, good to do the show tonight. Always a pleasure to, to be part of the show. Hope that you warm up down there in Snowmageddon is kind to you guys. Is it the kind of snow that you can pack, or uh, is it like the super... It's too cold for that, so it's just like it's, tiny yeah, little flakes dry. of annoying we, oh. we snow.
2: We, we tried to have a snowball fight, but we were just basically like throwing powder in each other's faces.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. So when it turns to the mud slushy kind of show, snow that you can make a nice ice ball out of, did you ever do that as a kid? You probably never did, because you weren't around Ooh. snow a lot.
2: It snowed, like, twice when I was a kid in Texas, and hardly any.
1: Well, and you're only getting two inches up there, so that's hardly any either. Hey, dude, weed guy, guy, you need to check him out. That's the fucking guy that's got balls right there. And you know what? He's probably going to be the richest guy, if he's not already, in fucking Waldron as soon as this medical marijuana shit goes through. That guy with the uh, with the weed flag in his truck.
2: Oh, the the dad of one of my kids kids friends.
1: Now, have you met this gentleman or not?
2: No, but I'm compelled to. I'm kind of nervous. I mean, anybody who's that brash about it, I'm kind of intimidated.
1: (laughs) I know. That guy's got fucking balls, dude. That takes a lot of fucking balls. Put a Grateful Dead sticker. On my fucking car, and this guy's got a fucking pot flag fucking waving in the breeze.
2: No, a pot Dixie flag. How often do
1: you do that? First of all, the whole idea that they even make that flag fucking boggles my mind.
3: (laughs) No shit.
1: Are you sure it's not two flags stuck together?
2: No, no, it's it's, it's one single flag, but I don't, yeah, it's got to be a custom job, surely.
1: Oh my God! And the whole idea—the guy probably uh, thought he was gonna sell a whole line of fucking pot flags, pot Confederate flags, and uh, had that prototype made. And then realized that no one would ever buy that flag.
2: Yeah, I know that he's got a, a disability-like license plate, so he might be advocating for like the uh, the therapeutic use of it. You know, for rednecks.
1: <laughs> right. Well, he probably, I mean, yeah, every stoner has a chronic disease, no doubt. <laughs> oh, hang on, I gotta jot that down, that's a great line. It's the legal way to make fucking weed, weed legal, and it should be. It's just a shame that they have to make it into, like, a drug, you know what I mean? Like, oxycodone or whatever, that you have to, like, go see a doctor so you can smoke your fucking weed, you know? Yeah. I mean, just make it legal then, so everybody could buy it. I mean, what's the fucking difference, really?
2: Right, right. Absolutely, it should be legal for everyone. But the fact that it's such a hurdle to even get it legally mandated for medical use, when there's, like, children that have 700 seizures a day, and they take some, you know, weed oil, and they're completely fine. Dude, I'll tell you what, I...
1: The, you're right. The real shame is there because every day I get something in the, in, you know, because I'm I'm into cannabis and whatnot, and I get something where it's like uh, another kid died from seizures, you know, at, at two and a half years old because he couldn't get fucking CBD oil to take, which doesn't even make you high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and now this is the deal. Just last week they made that CBD oil. Are you ready for this? DEA put it uh. on the Schedule One list. So now it's like dead serious. Now it's like with fucking methamphetamine and LSD and pot and now CBD oil. It's disgusting. It's sickening. It's sickening. That is how back pocket. I mean, because the whole idea with the medical marijuana is eventually they want the FDA to oversee it and shut it down. And that's how they're going to do it. Insane. Republicans are gonna do it. They're gonna try this. See, and too many people smoke pot. Aren't gonna get out in the streets and do anything about it, like me. That sucks. You just go back yeah. underground. I mean, not like you can't get pot. Yeah, that's true. Well, but the whole idea you could go to jail for having it is fucking retarded, considering that it is just a fucking weed, literally. You know what we should do? We should start smoking dates we outlaw it. See if they'd be like, you can't smoke daisies.
2: It, I'm curious. Maybe there's something to be found there. No, but they
1: won't care, though, because if it can't cure cancer and can't cut into pharmaceutical profits, then who fucking cares? Yeah, smoke all the fucking I, daisies you want.
2: I think that's probably a, a bigger influencer of the whole thing nowadays. In the past, it was probably because people just didn't understand it. And they're really... You know, yeah, they here's... just didn't get it. I think now it's probably more something like that. Like, you know, the, the weed and the elements of weed and the chemicals you can get out of it are way more beneficial and way more... Oh, yeah. ...than the chemicals and shit being sold and
1: manufactured. Well, they've known about all that stuff for a long time, too, Rufus. they like... The government holds a patent, you know, the, for using cannabis from like 1918 for all Jeez kinds of shit. Christ. Yeah, the, they own the patent, right? But in their eyes, though, it has no fucking value. But they own the patent for it. It's a it's a twisted tale, my friend. And you know, the the recent war on drugs, though, <laughs> Nixon even admitted that they started it because they didn't. They wanted to put. Uh, they wanted to put free thinkers in jail and the way they did it was by making pot illegal so it put more black people and more young people into jail so they couldn't vote dude you've got to watch that oliver stone thing it's fucking nuts dude our country is a fucking farce
2: i know i know i've I've been meaning to watch it i just haven't been able to psych myself up to it only because i know i know
1: Ah, uh, worth getting... I mean, see, I might be watching too much of that shit. You're right. Maybe it is time to just watch from the sidelines and let it happen. Because knowing so exactly how it works... It almost makes you feel fucking insane. That it's just so corrupted.
2: And, that, and that's exactly what I mean when I, when I say, like, fuck it. You know, I just want to watch the game play out in front of me and enjoy it for all its foibles and bullshit. None of it affects me. I'll I'll still... I don't know. I have no control or influence over anything, so I may as well just be amused.
1: Right. Yeah. Why even take it seriously? Maybe the way to do it is to let go. It's just, I mean, I feel like I get stressed about it. And you know what, though? I saw a poll where, like, 75% of people are stressed about it. Like, more people are stressed right now about what's the near future than, like, any time in the last hundred years.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm totally totally by that. Instantly. Without any
1: I think what I need to do is follow Trump on Twitter so I know exactly what he's up to.
2: He does tweet a lot, which is concerning. I don't want my president it, tweeting. It is shit.
1: Did you see that he what he tweeted about North Korea and China and they fucking tweeted back that like using tweet as your as your as a foreign dis- diplomacy it's probably not a very good idea, you know. Like you're a fucking idiot. It was I. I was embarrassed for po- potus. Poetus. Dude,
2: serenity now. Serenity now. Yes,
1: insanity later.
2: All right, I gotta go. All
1: right, Rufus. I gotta, go. you gotta pee like a What'd you say? All right. Well, we'll check you on it. Tuesday. then. Until then, uh, adios, listeners. I'm going to give it a Hypersoft Howl because uh, I wouldn't be right if I didn't. I
3: feel like
1: i got to start letting myself freer on the show. I think a year ago, like years ago, I was more free on the show and in my daily life. I feel like I'm so uh, bound up by this Trump thing that I can't cut loose.
2: No, it's not just that though. You've been through a lot, dude. I mean
1: you almost fucking died. I mean that's gotta ground true. you a little bit in a weird way. That's true. Yeah. I mean I need to let that go. As scary as it was, I mean I need to stop, you know, it's hard. Oh, uh, was a breakthrough? Maybe we are. I think we did. I think I had my own breakthrough tonight. That's awesome. It was. I mean, I like I said, I felt old, dude. Like, the last couple of weeks, I felt Now I'm getting back to feeling more like myself, thank God. And I hope it stays that way. Because I never know. Like, for a while, I would, like, feel better for, like, a week or two. And then I'd feel really fucking terrible again. But lately, wow. I've been feeling better. It's awful stuff. It really is. And doctors, they don't get it. They're like parents in that Fresh Air song. They just don't understand.
2: Did you ever, whenever you were talking to a doctor about the whole blood thing, did the doctor ever take off his belt and say, look, I'm going to give you a strapping if you don't shut up?
1: No, but there was quite a few times where I wanted to take off my belt and do the strapping. (laughs) Or the stomach punching.
3: Or the stomach punching.
1: Honestly, dude, I can tell you what, having this deal happen with me and go to the doctor as much as I was, I can tell you what, the doctors don't know anything, dude. They don't know anything. You need to diagnose yourself. The problem is, all a doctor is, is a, a like a way for you to get to whatever you need or whatever test you need. That's all a doctor is. They're like a barrier to getting shit done.
2: Well, I've already medicate myself, so I might as well diagnose myself, too. Right.
1: They, dude, to this day, they've actually never done anything for me, except tell me to take iron pills. I and mean, they could have done a lot more, and I and I kept asking them, and they're just fucking ignoring it. So I'm like, you know, I could have been better a lot faster. Let's put it that way. It's This is what I don't understand. It's like with antibiotics, it's the last thing I'm going to say. Like, they're like, don't take those antibiotics. Right? Don't take them. Don't take them until you really fucking need them. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I need them now. I mean, what if I fucking die right. tomorrow? And they're like, well... You know, he could have taken those fucking antibiotics and got better, but we were waiting for him to get really sick. It's a racket, dude. <laughs> it, it's a, it's, it is. I mean, it's like, why? Just give it to me. You know what? I'm telling you, I'll take my chances. It's like, they don't want to give you a fucking uh, CAT scan because they're, like, they're afraid they're going to expose you to cancer. Bullshit. Right. They just fucking want to make it a pain in the ass. They don't care about your fucking health. No, they don't. Wouldn't you rather know you had a growth in your stomach than than maybe not know it, but at least not be exposed to cancer? Fucking, or not cancer, but to x-rays? I don't know. It's just the whole thinking of the whole system is fucking backwards, Rufus. That's all I know. And that's why, you know what? All I got to say about that is beer is food. (laughs) Excellent segue.
0: And I'm all Spend all day looking sandies at the local sub shop. They got the only thing.